Hello, I'm Louise Poynton and I'm here to tell you about my book Cherish, David Cassidy, A Legacy of Love. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone at BookSoup for the invitation and if like me you are a huge book lover, please continue to support them as much as you can in these difficult times. Their store on Sunset Boulevard remains open and although in-store shopping is a little limited at the moment, you can order your favourite books online 24-7 through their website. And they also offer curbside collections, which is great for all of us. So please, do whatever you can to support them. Cherish is my first book. I've been a journalist for more than 40 years and a David Cassidy fan since 1971. I actually saw his picture for the first time on Valentine's week. Well, you would, of course. Anyway, um, Cherish is a compilation of fans' memories from around the world. There are also tributes from people he worked with, uh, fellow musicians. There are actors, producers, directors, broadcasters because David Cassidy impacted on millions of lives all over the world. Cherish is driven by the fans, and I spent two years from 2016 uh, till 2018 compiling all these memories, contacting fans, interviewing them. Uh, they would send me recordings of what they wanted to say. Some would send me emails and many an hour was spent in delightful company reminiscing. The stories are uplifting, they are heartwarming, they are thought-provoking. They are stories about David Cassidy, yes, but they are about the role he had in millions of lives, how he inspired people to become musicians, songwriters, actors, how he for many was a saviour. You, know, you have to remember back in the 70s, you know, we didn't have social media. Um, it was often a lonely existence as a teenager. And it was David's presence and his music which helped many come through the trauma of their teenage years uh, and brought them considerable happiness, which stayed with them throughout their lives and many relate the moments where many years later they met him and they were still speechless. The inner child in them resurfaced, but it mattered so much to have that moment in time to say thank you. And that is what Cherish is. It is what I consider our last love letter to David. The content changed during the two years I was researching because of David's very sad passing and as a result of that fans wanted to reflect even more on their own lives and what he meant to them and all these memories through short stories, essays, beautiful poetry are all reflected in Cherish. Uh, Book Soup have invited me to read some extracts 
So from the 200 uh, memories from 18 countries around the world, I've selected a few. So I hope you don't mind me not holding the book the whole time. It's quite heavy, 256 pages, hardback. Um, but the, uh, the first memories in Cherish are tributes from musicians. Uh, Richie Furet, who was a good friend of David's, uh, Neil Sadaka, Ron Thal, and the late and lovely Alan Merrill. They all talk about how underrated and underappreciated David was, but also the respect that he gathered as a musician. Now, my first memory is from Sally Newman in the United States. She wrote, uh, David came to the opening of a department store, White Front in Bakersfield, California, November 7, 1970. I had just started a scrapbook of him and took it with me to show him. He was just getting popular as the Partridge family had been on a couple of months and I think I love you had just reached number one. He was truly surprised that anyone would do this for him. After he signed my book, he got up and kissed me on the cheek. I thought I was going to faint. I felt like the luckiest 14-year-old girl in the world. I will never forget that special day as long as I live. And Sally shares with us photographs of David looking at her scrapbook and her with the scrapbook all these years later. Anyone who was a teenager then, that memory will resonate with you. Um, heading down to uh, Melbourne, Australia, Michelle Sabot recalls going to see David in concert on March the 2nd, 1974, the Randwick Racecourse in Sydney. Uh, she says, that date will forever be burnt into my brain and my heart. I was two months off being 13 years old. And she goes on to talk about the uh, heat of the day. It was a terribly hot day when David uh, gave that concert. Um, but she says, as the screams intensified, I saw David run out on stage and nearly trip up on the leads. My head went faint and my body slumped forward. I was body surfed towards the front of the stage where security lifted me up onto the stage. I opened my eyes to see David standing and singing right beside me and I reached out to grab him. Due to safety concerns, myself and several other girls were moved by St John's to a different area. I was absolutely devastated and crying to see David. Someone came round and said he would come and visit us after the show, and that was all that kept me from breaking free and returning to the concert. David didn't come and visit, and I was left feeling absolutely gutted. Not only that, but I missed the entire show became separated from my friend, got into trouble for being late home and for being on my own. The next morning, to my dad's horror, he picked up his copy of the Sydney Morning Herald only to see me plastered on the front page. My only wish had been to meet David. What a guy. And Michelle remains a devoted fan today. Now, 
when David came to the UK, there was always in, immense excitement over his arrival. And fans would flock to Heathrow Airport, stand on what was the Queen's building to greet him, to then go and say, say good, goodbye to him. And a number of stories in, in the book remember those days where fans recall running onto the tarmac to try and reach the plane and being arrested and their parents having to pop down to the local police station and bring them home. But what wonderful memories. Um, when he was here in 1973, um, a television series, uh, a television programme, I beg your pardon, did a documentary on him, on Cassidy Mania across the UK. The programme was called Weekend at Wembley and during my research I spent time talking to the production crew who worked on that programme and you can read their very long detailed story in Cherish but the reporter Peter Taylor um, related um, that although he had very little recollection of the names of the fans who they interviewed for the programme. One thing he would not forget was being in the back of his getaway van after one of the Wembley concerts and stopping at a random house to see if David could use the bathroom. Lucky Prince couldn't believe it. Um, I'll stay in the UK for a moment and just share a very moving story from Chris Phillips who is another male fan. Um, he said, David was a man who cared a great deal about others. I know this because my family have been on the receiving end of his kindness. At a time when we were in the depths of despair, David came into our lives with a true gift of love. Our daughter was murdered in 2005 and the impact of her death was devastating for us. We could not comprehend what had happened. I felt like I'd been hit by a train. We were invited onto the morning breakfast programme GMTV on which David would be a regular guest and he guested on there a few days after we'd been on. They announced he was going to be in the studio and I was frustrated to think I'd missed the chance to meet him. I've been a fan since I was at school and meeting him at this time in our lives would have given us something to smile about. I contacted the production team we'd met. Knowing what we were going through, they said they would see what they could do. Out of the blue, I received a signed CD and a personal note from David. I was gobsmacked that David had been told about our family tragedy and gone out of his way to write to us. That meant everything. That's an illustration of his kindness and generosity to others. Um, when he died, um, fans were clearly devastated, we all were, um, but I just want to read a short piece from another male fan which sums up what everybody was feeling. Um, he lives in the United States and he told me, David died on my birthday and only minutes from me here in downtown Fort Lauderdale. 
It was a very dreary day overall. I had other setbacks in my personal life and that 21st day of November 2017 had double the impact. I saw David's passing as something personal, like a friend I'd never met, because I was convinced that if we had actually become acquainted, he would have found me significantly understanding and supportive. I haven't admitted this to anyone before, but when David died, I broke down in private. It was different from all the women who had childhood crushes on him and lost a piece of their past. In my case, I felt I'd lost the best friend I never met. I felt special empathy for David because he was someone whom I could relate to. His giving nature and thereby longing to meet him and see how we could help each other. Life can be utterly devastating to those programmed with giving hearts. For those who truly understood him, his legacy and personage will be forever honoured and missed. One of my major regrets in life is not making sure I made contact with David given my proximity and avenues. If I could just go back in time, nothing would stop me. His loss was resonating. Now I just wanted to finish with a poem which was written uh, on April the 12th, 1973, which would have been David's 23rd birthday. It's written by Ruth Polding and she lives in New Zealand and she called this the picture and I left it to the end of the book because I believe it sums up how we as teenagers always felt and she wrote it so beautifully. Whenever I have a problem, I rush to my room. There I find you waiting to take away my gloom. I tell you why I'm crying, what is on my mind. You never think I'm silly. You're much too sweet and kind. Your eyes seem to listen in such a gentle way. As they look right at me, the problems fade away. Your sweet smile reassures me as though you've always known. I'm just a lonely girl who feels so all alone. Though it's just your picture, I'm telling my problems too. I want to thank you, David, for all the good you do. I know what your picture tells me is what you'd really say. That is why I love you in a very special way. And I think that poem, which is one of many in Cherish, sums up what it was like to be a teenager in love. So I hope that gives you a glimpse of what Cherish is about, but don't take my word for it. Have a look yourself. Um, Christmas is coming. You might find this the perfect Christmas present for a dear friend, a wife, a sister, maybe even a brother. Um, any questions? Staff at BookSuit will be more than happy to help you. And I just want to say, wherever you are, please stay safe, stay well, and happy reading. <laughs>